America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, glad you're with us. Yes, facts without the fear, the madness, the insanity, the lying, the political agenda, everything you've got to know. We are all over here today. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. A lot of news to get to you today. A lot of different angles that we are going to get to in terms of uh, what's the media focused on? Hating Fox, Sean Hannity, and let's see. Oh, Donald Trump says the word, it's the Chinese virus. That's That seems to be the, one of the bigger parts of their focus. Uh, meanwhile, the president has dispatched a hospital ship. We've been telling you about the two ships that are available. It's a thousand bed Navy hospital. And uh, the president uh, told uh, Governor Cuomo in New York that, in fact, he will send that as well as several mobile hospitals capable of handling 200 or more patients to the state of uh, New York. An extraordinary step. Uh, we have another one, and I think Newt's idea that, hey, if we ultimately need it, overcrowding hospitals, we do have the capacity. We're going to be bailing out the cruise line industry. Perhaps we can, if need be, prepare to turn some of them into floating hospitals as well. Uh, but this is going to be an all-hands-on-deck moment. If uh, if you're looking for sheer numbers, they're there. We have them, and I think it's important that uh, we get this information out early and often because it matters. Uh, just so you know, in the state so far, we have 8,200 Americans that have contracted corona, 115 fatalities, still within the age group, underlying health condition categories, and all but I believe one, although that person in the 40s was did have severe underlying health issues even at that young age, and, and those with compromised immune systems. Uh, if you look at, uh, let's see, when it first broke out in China, which is where it broke out. We're going to get into that in a little bit, too. The disease has spread to every continent except Antarctica, infecting 207,000 people globally as of about an hour ago, 8,200 dead. Uh, and, you know, these pandemics are killers. They all are. That's why I keep harping and, and pointing to the fact that travel bans are going to be the future in spite of people like 
Joe and quid and pro. And, you know, it's hysteria. It's fear mongering. It's uh, it's xenophobia. No, it was the best decision made at the time. I'm, I'm really concerned about the World Health Organization. They're pointing out preliminary investigations conducted by Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human to human transmission of the virus. You know, when they put that in January 14th. What? How is that possible? Uh, that didn't appear like the most up-to-date or honest information, and, and I'm not sure why they would be believing that anyway. Um, uh, there's a lot of irresponsible, a, a lot of irresponsibility out there. I could tell you I am absolutely apoplectic with the media and their handling of this. Um, and, you know, I've actually had to spend time and go back, and it's up on Hannity.com if you're interested, and uh, put it up there because I think it's important. Uh, you know, they're saying, well, conservatives now change their tone on Corona. They've, they've changed their tone. Uh, no, we haven't. It, and the, th- the ones have been responsible. They've called it a hoax. No, we didn't call it a hoax. We, one of the early things I began to notice is, you know, when the New York Times is out there with calling it, we can call it the Trump virus. And if you're feeling, feeling awful, you know who to blame. That's your media mob that did that. So when we said, yeah, oh, they're trying to turn it into the next witch hunt, the next hoax. Nobody said the virus was a hoax. And I've got evidence. Uh, my evidence, we've got audio of this program, this show, with me speaking with three different physicians about the unprecedented nature of COVID-19, of this virus that we were discovering. That's even before the travel ban I was talking about that. And talking about, yeah, people that are asymptomatic are spreading the disease. We first had Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, on this program on February the 10th. Oh, you've changed your tone. Uh, asking about a systematic spreading of the disease. In other words, people without any symptoms walking around, they have no idea they're sick, but they're very infectious. That was a problem we recognized on day one. And how, so, right, we've been keeping up with any cures that scientists are coming up with. We, By the way, we have three promising tracks that they're working on for treatment based on scientific journals, et cetera, that are coming out. I want to tell you all about that today. And I've talked a lot about the travel ban being the smartest thing we've ever done in this whole thing. And and all of this we laid out on Hannity.com. It's on our Twitter account, too, because they just lie. And then when you turn over to the mob and the media, what are they, they're, they're upset that Donald Trump is calling it a Chinese virus. And Donald Trump's saying, no, I'm upset that they claim that our army, our military, did this to them because they're lying. And all that China did from the get-go was hide from the world this pandemic and weren't being forthcoming and honest. And one of the reasons I I read um, some information earlier today, we're going to get more background on it. Apparently, some of the textile industry that that does a lot of business, up to 100,000 people from the Wuhan province, would travel, apparently, a direct flight to Italy. Well, that explains why Italy is, has had to struggle as much as they've had to struggle. And, of course, you never waste a crisis. Hillary Clinton, we now have to have Congress make voting by mail the norm going forward. Oh, OK, we'll just turn it into vote by mail. There won't be any voter fraud or anything that we really have to worry about. And, you know, over there, at conspiracy TV, MSDNC. This is a virus that came from the territory of China, uh, but from bats. It came from bats. It's a bat virus. It's not a China virus. This this is how nuts this is. Hillary Clinton accusing Trump of racism in the middle of the corona crisis. Uh, she was the first Senate Democrat to begin criticizing Bush after the 9-11 attack. So I guess she hasn't changed very much. Then you got such madness. You got even analysts over at MSDNC 
You know, those people that lied for three years, they missed the biggest corruption abuse of power scandal. Why would they ever talk about Hillary's top secret classified information on her secret server or the uh, care about obstruction of justice or care about quid pro quo Joe or care about a dirty Russian dossier that Hillary paid for? Or, you know, what do they care about the civil liberties and constitutional rights of Carter Page? Why would they care that that Russian dirty dossier debunked, unverifiable, was used to lie on FISA applications to backdoor lie, uh, spy on Trump, his campaign, transition team, and presidency. They're worried, more worried about this. Then you got Joe Lockhart. This is all over. We have to have an honest national conversation. The toxic effect of Fox News. Really? Joy Reid on her show. She had a guest on her show. Literally, you know, go, go. And I, this kind of shocked me a little bit. I'm like, and, and it didn't get corrected. Fox News has been getting people killed for years. I'm like, huh? Then you got another idiot over there. This is how, this is how morally bankrupt these so-called news agencies are. Trump is guilty of negligent homicide. And they're saying conservatives mishandle this. Go to my website, you lying. You know, I need to hire Lynn Wood and Charles Harder and just make this a, a test case of slander, besmirchment, character assassination. They get away with it. That's why Nicholas Sandman's not a public figure. He's going to he's absolutely going to be a billionaire at the end of this after what they did to that poor kid. China, by the way, and I'm sticking up for the New York Times. Can you believe it? Because China now threw out Wall Street Journal reporters, Washington Post, New York Times reporters. And I'm saying, no, you throw out our reporters. We're throwing all of yours out. Um, it's uh, even though <laughs> half the crap they say over there and most of these newspapers are just fake news, agenda driven, hate Trump every second minute hour of every day. And Beijing is pulling their credentials. So this is what we're dealing with. You know, you got people on CNN. The reason we don't have toilet paper is because Donald Trump and, and Donald Trump is the cause for the run on toilet paper or ABC News. Oh, he only cares about stock market numbers. Uh, is that why he put the travel ban in effect? Is that why he's now dedicating what might may end up being a trillion of a trillion dollars for relief for American workers and businesses and industry because it's the right and health issues to keep Americans safe, secure, alive and well. Unbelievable. Paul Krugman. Oh, yeah. Brilliant chief. 25,000. Whoop de doo. Bill Maher. I hope for a recession. Oh, Bill, you might get your dream come true. Economists, including myself, often make a point. The stock market is not the economy, which it isn't. It is, however, pretty much the Trump presidency. Well, that's where your head is at at this moment. Reuters, you know, stealth edits a debunked story claiming that Trump sought a monopoly of COVID-19 vaccines. More lies. It's all lies. And one of my favorites is over there at the New York Times lying about me too. change of tone. No, there's no change of tone. Go to my website. Listen and learn. Watch and learn. Anyway, ventilators. You know, the president is talking to the governors about how to procure respirators and ventilators and he said look if the states if you want to get it on your own because it's faster that's fine but know that the federal government will be backing you what did that what did that get reduced to respirators ventilators all of the equipment try getting it yourself wow okay let's forget the most important part then of course msdnc they're obsessed donald trump shook somebody's hand he forgot to elbow and he touched a microphone 
And then the fake news CNN. Oh, Trump propaganda. He's emulating North Korea. This is your media mob in the midst of a crisis. This is who they are. This defines them. And it's what we've gotten out of them for the last three years. So, you know, when you hear the word, yeah, they're trying to turn this into another hoax conspiracy theory. That's what they're doing. That's what they've been doing. And they act like they're the most concerned. They're the most reliable. No, they're not. And by the way, you know who else isn't responsible? Isn't, isn't anybody I trust anybody in Washington right now. Now, we do need to get checks out immediately to workers displaced. They need and it's got to be enough. I mean, the 300 whatever dollars that unemployment gives you a week, it's not going to be enough for most people. It's got to be some some equivalent to what people are making. We got to identify those people directly affected. We got to identify the businesses affected. Now it's the entire restaurant business in the entire country. That's a big deal. Um, and we've got to help these people because if we're going to rebuild Europe and save the world from tyranny and Nazism and fascism and communism and radical Islamism and every other ism, we've got to help Americans first. And that's what this is about. But then you dig into the, the deeper crevices of this bill. And I'm like, it gets more frustrating by the second because they're filling it up with pork, which is, well, pretty much their standard go-to when you live in Washington. That's what the swamp does. That's who they are. Or we can send $4,500 to every American. I don't need your $4,500. Give it to the people that need it. The people in the industries that have been most impacted by this. I mean, why Democrats trying to throw in abortion laws and abortion practices into the bill in the House? And frankly, I may come to helping other countries, but why are we fighting now over $435 million for global health programs and $300 million for international disaster assistance and $264 million for diplomatic programs? I don't care about diplomatic programs right now. Get the money to displaced workers and industries. The American people deserve the help. This is through no fault of their own. Why are we giving $100 million worldwide security protection? $250 for the... Uh, International Economic Support Fund. I'm like, how about the American plumber and waiter and chef fund? Let's start with them. The cruise line industry fund, the airline industry fund, the people that work for those businesses. Let's get them their money. It's unbelievable. This is, this is what they do. This is who they are. They've never learned. Oh, opportunity. This is, I've been wanting this money forever. Let me go get it now. I'll support your... Your, your abuse of spending, if you support my abuse of spending, we'll put it all in one bill and get it done. It's unbelievable. How about a, a relief bill that is clean, that is only designed to help the health, the safety, the protection, the well-being of the American people and economically help those directly impacted, workers, hourly workers, every industry, every worker that is impacted by this virus. And this now 15-day shutdown. Why don't we do that? That would be the common sense thing to do. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One thing I'll say about the American people, Morning Consult had a poll out today, and uh, combined 53% of, a, of, of Americans saying the president's response has been excellent, 41%, good, uh, or, you know, if you add it all together, 53% or fair. That's not bad considering the, the almost never-ending nonstop attacks against the guy. It never ends. Have they, has anyone ever said in the mob and the media or Democrat ever said, wow, him making that call 10 days after the first case lands in America to have the travel ban was brilliant. Now, you don't ever expect that to happen. Uh, just a news with, uh, without fear here segment. Uh, the president and Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau have agreed to close the border. It's nothing personal. Both sides doing it for the health of their citizens. Uh, 115 died, 8,200, I believe now, uh, in the United States alone. We're watching that. Most of those that died, we know this, uh, 60 years or older, underlying conditions, compromised immune systems, many living in nursing homes, other facilities. Many had other health problems. Only a few had traveled aboard, uh, abroad, I'm sorry, aboard, abroad. White House expresses support for cash payments to Americans, those that need it. Let's get the, let's get this to the right people. This is not hard. Dr. Anthony Fauci explaining, no, it wasn't Donald Trump's fault on the test delay. And when asked what had happened to anybody or the president, he said, absolutely nothing. But now we have a new paradigm. We have a new paradigm in terms of a travel ban. New paradigm drive up testing keeps a load off of our local hospitals. And I think we're going to have a new paradigm with. Well, video chatting with doctors 24-7 as we go forward. The Pentagon has prepared their Navy hospital ship to be sent to New York. And the president invoked the Defense Production Act to get more materials faster. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. All right, facts without fear is, let me just go through more of the news today. And there's a lot of it, and a lot of it is extraordinarily important. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm really fascinated, and I was up very late last night just reading about potential Treatment solutions, a lot of scientific data. We'll have some, you know, insight from the vice president who's joining us today. We'll get Bill O'Reilly on with us today. Uh, Martha McSally is going to join us about the the spending aspect of all of this. Um, but I will tell you, it is it is fascinating how amazing these these people are, these researchers, these medical people. Uh, the years it took to identify sequences of viruses and years gone by. I mean, years. They did it in, a, in record time, like two months. Record. Um, the president invoked the Defense Production Act for response. This is a big deal, and it basically ensures our private sector can ramp up production of emergency medical supplies uh, despite a growing chorus of him urging him not to do so. No, he did it. In other words, medical experts have cited the possibility down the road and and we have to think about some worst case dire scenarios here but you got to also think about next steps all right what if what if the next step we're in this 15 day period day 13 13 more days where people social distancing and uh, if you feel sick stay home and listen to local and state authorities if your kids are sick don't send them to school you know stay away from older people compromised immune systems you know, underlying conditions, et cetera, et cetera. Work at home for, if you can. All that stuff that we've been telling you now for a couple of days. And so, but now, okay, we do need, the reason I think the president did this is, okay, we now know we've been dealing with the issue of drive-up testing. I've been watching some of those videos. I don't think I want to get tested. 
It's like they take a swab, they shove it as deep into your nose as they can get it. Now, if I needed to get one, I would just to be responsible. Some idiot in the mob will take any one sentence I say out of context. They just lie with abandon. They are just liars. They've lied for three years. They've peddled besmirchment, lies, conspiracy theories, and hoaxes, and been wrong every time. We've been right. We're right on this, too. If you go to Hannity.com, you can read what we were saying when we were saying it. Um, but anyway, not to get not to digress here. Now we've addressed. We know that thanks to our our incredible military, that they've been nice enough to to share with the Health and Human Services all the available resources that they have in terms of respirator availability. Uh, that is crucial. We've got to make sure that we're ordering everything that we're going to need. Maybe potentially worst case down the line, respirator availability. Uh, all the manufacturers, everybody all hands on deck. They now can run 24 straight hours. Uh, all the other items, too. I mean, that would include tents, medical tents, medical supplies, IVs, gloves, masks, gowns, medicines, generators, heaters, fuel, blankets, pillows, cots, food, water. I think with the president today acting and moving this this medical hospital ship, Navy ship, uh, to New York is a big deal, too. And I think that's going to go a long way to helping people. Um, in other words, from field hospitals to respirator masks, the Pentagon now is is doing everything they can do because they have they have thousands of these things available. In some cases, they have millions. And so that's going to that's going to help in the short term and longer term. If, in fact, you know, we get the worst case scenario. I know there are groups like the Red Cross and Samaritan's Purse, Franklin Graham's group. Look at how quickly they were down on the ground with truckloads of materials, needed materials in 12 hours after the tornadoes touched down in Tennessee. They have built-in rapid response capabilities, and tapping into those resources could be crucial. If the worst-case scenario, if you have outbreak clusters emerging geographically, um, now you have to start thinking... Okay, and again, we're weeks away from this. This is why you're thinking about it now and, and hoping you don't get there. Uh, that would be medical SWAT teams, support staff, you know, loading C-130s, uh, setting them up, making sure that you have the medical SWAT team available, all the support staff, all of the things that they would be needed to get up and running to take care of any potential hospital uh, overflow. Uh, or overloading that happens to the hospital system. That's another brilliant part of the drive-up testing that's available. Um, and, you know, separate and apart from all of this, the monies I'm a little concerned about, and we'll get into that in more detail throughout the program today. Um, some other information um, as we go forward, the, the federal government is sending that U.S. hospital ship to New York. It's the US, USNS Comfort, a thousand hospital rooms on it. It's going to be moored in New York Harbor. That's a big deal. Um, I told you about Trudeau. Uh, we know we're up to about 115 dead. Again, the same model seems to exist as has been in other countries. Older people, compromised immune systems, underlying health issues that they've had. Um, there is real talk going on in Washington as it relates to the possibility of, well, if we're going to bail out the cruise ship industry... Well, we can do that, but maybe they can help if we really had an overflow and, and turn one or two of those big ships into hospitals as well. The administration plans to get their checks to Americans within the next two weeks. 
And so if you're one of those Americans and you're impacted by this through no fault of your own, uh, the money's got to be allocated properly. That's what makes me mad about Washington. Everything that was in the House bill and every other non-corona-related issue they were discussing uh, discussing infuriates me. Um, Testing now available in all 50 states. That has now happened. Drive-up testing. We're seeing the videos of them emerge because that's going on. The public-private partnership, innovative, creative, and frankly, it prevents an overload of our hospital system. But remember, unless you fill out the questionnaire on that Google site that they put up and they tell you to get a test, you probably don't need one. And again, the most important thing, if you're young and healthy and don't have any underlying health conditions, just stay away from grandma, grandpa, those with compromised immune systems, or those that are older and sick. I mean, it's really that simple. That's why it's kind of infuriating to see these kids on spring break in Florida, and I'm wondering, okay, why, why, why is that happening? I guess you can't stop people, but that generation needs to understand that they're talking about you know, maybe they would be fine with no symptoms or mild symptoms or only at worst case have a flu. But what if they get into contact with older people? Those are the people that if they contracted the virus from them, uh, that could end up dying. We don't want that to happen. I love this telehealth expansion. That is huge. Um, I think that's a game changer down the road when we start talking about fixing the disaster of Obamacare. Could you imagine if like Dr. Josh Umber, Atlas MD, and in his concierge care for everybody, 50 bucks a month adults, 10 bucks a month kids. He literally, he gets the drugs directly from the pharmaceuticals. You leave the doctor's office with the medicines that you need at a 90, 95% discounted rate. Not bad. And then you got to couple that with a catastrophic plan. And that would then allow you, you know, if you, God forbid, the, the cancer, or the heart attack, the bad accident. Well, then you're fully covered for everything. At a much lower rate now. If you if you also uh, factor into this this telehealth expansion, where let's say it's three o'clock in the morning and your two year old kid has a temperature, I used to get the croup as a kid, er, 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 and my kids got the croup. I can't tell you how many mornings I was in some emergency room holding up some steam thing, falling asleep in my chair. You know, as my kids would. They, they hope that the bronchial areas open up on their own. They usually don't. They end up giving you the medicine anyway, but you could do that via video chat with a doctor that would always be available 24-7. That's got to be part of a comprehensive medical solution, in my view, and I think it will be in years gone by. Uh, the monies are there. Washington needs to get their head in the right place. They're not there yet. The politics of the mob and the media goes on. You even had uh, a squad member... Congresswoman Omar slamming Ivanka Trump. Okay, she puts out a tweet to be nice. 8.1 million Twitter followers. Ideas about, hey, all right, you're stuck at home. You know, why don't you maybe make it a fun weekend of, with your family and, you know, living a, a living room camp out or binge watch your favorite show. Binge watch Hannity. I don't know if you can binge watch Hannity. That might be a bit much. Um, fun activity brings family together for a meal. I got hammered for saying, yeah, I'm supporting my local favorite restaurants that now deliver. So excited about it. And my local pizza place, Mario's Pizza. I love Mario's. And I want to make sure these guys are able to keep their workers going and keeping their businesses up and running. They're still taking a hit because business is not going to be what it usually is. 
Then you watch the madness. You have actress Vanessa Hudgens, you know, makes a video about Corona um, blasted on social media. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, till July sounds like a bunch of BS. I'm sorry, but like it's a virus. I get it. I respect it. But at the same time, like even if somebody everybody gets it, you know, yeah, some people are going to die, which is terrible, but inevitable. Kind of sounds like the Michael Bloomberg, mini Mike, the farmer healthcare plan. And there are all the predictable actors are there and everything that you would expect. Um, Americans are really getting a little ticked off at China, as they should. They're blaming our military for this, which is outrageous. I'm glad the Florida has been uh, the president's been fighting back on all of that. There is some interesting stuff. Um I don't want to go too deep into it. I'm probably going to do this on TV tonight. But there's some very interesting ideas I have in front of me. um, Encouraging news that there are now, we've identified, none of them have been FDA approved for corona, but there are FDA drugs that are being used, that that are being reported in some scientific journals and papers, et cetera, that they are somewhat effective. Uh, one of them is called chloroquine. Now, it is, and it's interesting, it's phosphate. It's a, um, showing some strong results against infection in China, South Korea. They have three separate studies, one published by a pretty prestigious, as I understand it, medical uh, journal known as Nature. But they're saying that, and one another, by the way, in consultation with Stanford University School of Medicine, UAB School of Medicine, National Academy of Science Researchers. And anyway, what they're finding is that chloroquine is um, an effective antiviral therapeutic treatment that's working against corona. Now, it's been on the market, available since 1945, used usually against malaria, autoimmune, and various other conditions. One of the best things as we wait for a vaccine, maybe this could be something that saves a lot of lives. But what they're finding is favorable outcomes in humans that were infected with Corona, including faster time of recovery and shorter hospital stays. And if we get rid of some of the red tape, we might be able to use some of these drugs. Another one I think is associated with lupus. Um, Another one of these drugs is associated with SARS. Um, which is, has similar qualities to corona. It is a coronavirus in and of itself. But anyway, now the, the CDC, WHO have not published treatment. I want to be very clear here. Very early stages. South Korea, China have had significantly more exposure and time to analyze the diagnostics and treatment and preventative options that are available. One FDA commissioner board member of, of Pfizer said the world can learn the most about COVID-19 by paying attention to the response of countries that have had it before the U.S. and Europe. Anyway, so chloroquine phosphate, as it's known, and again, used for malaria, available in the United States by prescription only available now and can be prescribed as prevention or treatment for malaria. But and adults and children of all ages, also one of its qualities is it can also safely be taken by pregnant women and nursing mothers. As of now, no known side effects. That's a big plus if we want to take a risk or if you wanted to. I love the right to try bill for that one reason. But uh, data studies are showing that certain curative effect with fairly good results with patients treated with chloroquine demonstrated a, a drop, a better drop in fever improvement in uh, lung CT images, 
required a shorter time for recovery compared to parallel groups. Uh, one interesting thing, it was used against SARS, uh, according to research by the U.S. CDC, chloroquine has strong antiviral effects on SARS coronavirus, remember the similar name, and as a prophylactic, meaning preventative measure, so that's a good thing, but also used as a treatment in other studies, we've identified uh, chloroquine as an effective antiviral agent for SARS coronavirus in cell culture conditions as evidenced by its inhibitory effect when the drug was added prior to infection or after the initiation and establishment of infection. Infection. One interesting thing, the UK has now banned the export of chloroquine. I think they're looking at these studies and saying, uh, we're hanging on to everything we got right now for us. That's how I interpret it. My interpretation, again, I'm not a doctor. Uh, one of the conclusions the journal Nature put out that they said, and they went into a, a long analysis of this, that's known to block viral infection and increase the, the pH requirements for virus cell fusion, as well as interfering with cellular receptors of stars corona and our time of addition demonstrated that chloroquine functioned at both entry and post-entry stages of the SARS coronavirus and it besides its antiviral activity chloroquine has an immune modulating activity which may be synergistic in enhancing the antiviral effect why am I saying all this to you there's hope and it's not the only one and there are other drugs out there, apparently one that even worked for Ebola is being looked at very, very closely. One that is look, being looked at, HIV drugs are being looked at. Rheumatoid arthritis drugs are being looked at. So these guys are on their game. They're doing their job. And got to give them credit for all that. We'll let you know more as we move on. Bill O'Reilly today, uh, Mike Pence today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, 
and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm Pat Leonard Skinner, and it's Simple Man. There can only be one person. By the way, the Vice President, Mike Pence, will be on the program today. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to join us, Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com, all things O'Reilly. And uh, he put out a tweet about uh, quid pro quo, apparently Dr. Joe Biden. Remember the day that, and I keep going back to this timeline, the 21st, and this is important, we didn't identify a, a virus with pneumonia-like symptoms until December 30th of last year. January 7th, they labeled it corona. The first person identified with coronavirus arrived in the United States from China, where he'd been in the Wuhan province, Wuhan province area. That was January 21st. January 31st is when the president declared the national health emergency and the Senate was holding a vote on whether to allow further witnesses and documents in their impeachment witch hunt. Uh, But then Dr. Quid Pro Quo Joe said that the president's travel ban decision, which to me was the single biggest decision, the quickest ever done. He took enormous heat for it. Uh, that saved literally incalculable numbers of Americans from contracting this virus and gave us a lot of time, bought us time to get better prepared. Anyway, what did Dr. Quid Pro Quo Joe say? He said that decision was hysterical, xenophobic, and it was fear-mongering. Listen. In moments like this, this is where the credibility of president is most needed as he explains what we should and should not do. This is no time... For Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia to uh, and fear mongering to lead the way instead of science. Historical xenophobia, fear mongering instead of science. I'd say there's a lot of science behind the idea of, well, if you cut off people from coming into your country that have a much greater likelihood of having contracted a disease That would be good policy to me and good science. BillOReilly.com, all things Mr. Simple Man. How are you? I'm uh, tired today. I've been doing too much work. You you might need need a test. We're going to send you out to one of those drive-up tests. No virus wants to hang with me. I mean, it's worse. By the way, that's probably the truest thing you've ever said. Yeah. I mean, um, I've got a bit of immunity because of my obnoxious personality. That's 100%. By the way, finally, he admits the truth. That took all these appearances. You know, look, it, it, it's every flus are serious to me, Bill. I want a cure for cancer one day. I want a cure for heart disease. We lose tens of thousands of Americans to the flu every year. And I'm not minimizing this. This I, I actually will play for you something that I said Do you have the January 28th tape of this year? Because the mob and the media, Bill, they're lying about me and you and everybody else. Sure. We we have taken this seriously from day one. And I, I was very nervous the first signs of this. Listen. 
Yeah, Sean, we're going to get that for you in one second. The president oh. is actually speaking right now, so we're going to go to that live. All right, let's go. My, my TV's broken. All right, let's go to the president. Hang on. Fairman, Dr. Robert Redfield, and Dr. Deborah Burks. Thank you all very much for being here. Thank you very much. We're using the full power of government in response to the Chinese virus. I declared a state of national emergency that will make up to $50 billion in disaster relief funds available, which we can use to assist hospitals, which, as you know, we need. I asked states to set up emergency operation centers and hospitals to activate emergency plans, and they've been uh, fully notified. We're urging hospitals to cancel all elective medical procedures. My emergency declaration allowed us to waive regulations to give nurses and doctors maximum flexibility to respond to the virus and to protect our frontline professionals that we've authorized through telehealth nationwide, which is really becoming uh, big stuff, telehealth. Makes it a lot easier for patients and uh, really has been working out amazingly well. We empowered states to authorize tests developed in their state, and we are working with the private sector to rapidly expand testing capacity. They, we have literally rebuilt that whole system. It was an obsolete system and has been rebuilt, and a lot of good things are happening. We've ordered 500 million N95 masks to drive private production. American manufacturers are repurposing factories. One major manufacturer has already doubled capacity, and we've asked construction companies to donate unused masks. And they have actually quite a few of them, the construction companies. Who would think that? But they're going to be uh, donating unused masks, and the Defense Department is making millions of masks available for healthcare workers. And we're asking every American to make major changes to reduce social interactions over the next two weeks. As we all know, we must make uh, shared sacrifices, and that's what we're doing as a country. Uh, it's been amazing to see the way the country has come together. There's tremendous spirit, and even Republicans and Democrats are getting together, for the most part, but they're getting together. So that's a good thing to see. I thought maybe I'd go around the room and we'll just say uh, your name and uh, who you're representing, and uh, it's great to have you. Thank you very much. Please. I'm Dr. Debbie Hatmaker. I'm the Chief Nursing Officer for the American Nurses Association. Great. Thank you, Debbie. I'm Dr. Suzanne Miyamoto. I'm the CEO of the American Academy of Nursing. Thank you. Uh, I'm Dave Hebert. I'm the CEO of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Thank you, Brad. Thank you very much. Hi, Mr. President. I'm Dr. Deborah Troutman. I'm the President and CEO for the American Association of Colleges of Nursing. Great. Right. Well, I am uh, Teresa Davis, and I'm a Clinical Operations Director in an EICU, but I am representing the American Association of Critical Care Nurses. Thank you very much. Great. Hi, I'm Ron Krauss. I'm the 2021 National President for the Emergency Nurses Association. Thank you very much. Hello, Mr. President. I'm Robin Begley, the CEO of the American Organization for Nursing Leaders and the CNO for the American Hospital Association. Thank you very much. I know who he is. Mike, do you have anything to say? Well, just, uh, Mr. President, I just want to join you in welcoming uh, these uh, these great healers to the White House. Uh, the President spoke today to the leaders of physician organizations from around the country. We garnered from them uh, recommendations about how we can further support um, those of you that are coming alongside Americans that are impacted by the coronavirus. Uh, and as the President said, uh, we are absolutely committed 
um, to, um, uh, to bringing the full resources of the federal government, the full resources of the American economy, to work with states across the country, uh, to be there for Americans struggling with the coronavirus, but on, at the same level of priority, the President's made it clear that we are to make sure that the men and women who are serving those patients and the nurses, the nurse practitioners, the emergency room nurses, so well represented here around the country, are in the forefront of the president's mind. And as he said, uh, we've taken decisive steps. We're, we've uh, we've enabled the expansion availability of N95 masks, and Congress has worked in a bipartisan way to make those more available. We're working on gowns and gloves and all of the personal protective equipment that all of you rely on every day. And I look forward to the discussion today about how we might be most helpful, but but I hope you will carry back uh, the gratitude of, of uh, your president and of our entire team on the White House Coronavirus Task Force for the work that all of your members are doing every single day. They are the hands and feet of American compassion, and every American is grateful to, to our nurses. Thank you, Mike. And uh, just for the media, uh, FEMA is fully engaged. They're, uh, we're uh, working with them very closely. They're going around. They're seeing many of the states. They're engaged all over the country, but some areas have uh, far greater problems than others. Some areas don't have very much of a problem at all, as you know. But FEMA is very much engaged. They're fully engaged as of about two hours ago. And tomorrow we're having a uh, what I think will be a very interesting news conference. Uh, and uh, I think you know what that's all about. So we'll see. The FDA will be, uh, they've been working very, very hard. And I appreciate what they're doing. And I think we have some uh, very interesting things that will be brought up tomorrow at the news conference. It'll be set up, I think, at around 11 o'clock or so. But we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. I, the president, by the way, we are all thankful to have the best medical researchers, best scientists, doctors, nurses, medical professionals, uh, as he said. Uh, the president uh, tomorrow, as I said, there is there is this emerging science now that I think chloroquine, for example, is one of them usually used to treat malaria and other drugs. One lupus drug, as I understand it, one was used the the uh, chlorinine in particular was used as a uh, treatment for SARS, which is also a coronavirus, not this coronavirus. And we also are getting information that there might be a FDA approval of some of these drugs. One would be an Ebola drug uh, that we're reading an awful lot about. And I would assume that something they're all showing in the early stages really impactful uh, results as it relates to treating people and preventing people from getting this disease. It's early. We'll see. We'll hear more tomorrow from the experts. I'm only giving you a layman's term what I went through in the last hour. But we continue with Bill O'Reilly, uh, BillOReilly.com. Uh, I d now I'm in a shorter segment. Why don't you give us your overall view of things? Well, I think uh, President Trump's being very methodical here. And uh, the new Harris poll that just came across my desk says 57% of Americans believe the federal government is handling the crisis well. That's a big number. Uh, that is huge. For Morning Trump. consult had 53 today. That's two in a row. Yeah. That's Harris at 57 
and Harris not friendly to uh, Donald Trump usually. So I think Americans basically are fair-minded people, and when things like this happen, um, this is akin to 9-11. You can make valid comparisons. They step back and they put the loons aside, even though they may be entertaining. They put them aside, and then they watch. They got eyes. They got ears. You can see President Trump. You can see what he's doing, what he's trying to do. Um, he go, has. A go big back advantage. to your tweet, only because I'm looking at a clock here. Go, go back to the tweet. You've got a very strong words to say the day he declared the travel ban, and yeah. and Biden's comments a hysterical gene, uh, xenophobia and fearmonger. You said that's a big that, deal. That's going to hurt Biden more than the Ukraine comments. So Biden's got a real tough road. You know, on January 22nd, I told my listeners on the radio and my viewers on BillOReilly.com that this was going to be a problem. And I was early uh, the next day on the 23rd. The House impeachment managers laid out the arguments. Now, that diverted everybody, including Donald Trump's attention. So that 21 days of impeachment, hurt the nation so crucially because everybody was focused on that, not Wuhan, China. La- but last point as we go to a break. not happened. If the president not still happened. But the president the still put it in a ban. would have been quicker. I, well, th- 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 listen, I think the Democrats are going to have to answer for that. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I want to ask you, I want to get into the financial side, the, the corrupt media in this country. Uh, the science is fascinating to me. Of course, pork barrel spending. These guys cannot control themselves. BillOReilly.com. Bill's agreed to stay through the next half hour, considering uh, the presser took more time. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as we roll along, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, BillOReilly.com. Uh, Bill is with us, simple man that he is. Um, I love the idea that we see, and again, I'm not a medical expert here, but there is definitely now, I've, I've spent a lot of time reading a lot of information, and even well, you know one pretty prestigious publication known as Nature and some others of scientific breakthroughs, And we may be seeing the emergence tomorrow. I'm I'm putting two and two together here, Bill, that some of these drugs that have shown effectiveness with SARS might be fast-tracked to use to either treat or even prevent people from contracting it or limiting the the odds of it happening. Wouldn't it be great if America saves the world again? Again. Really, wouldn't that be just the best thing that we could ever get for an Easter and Passover present? that once again the United States rises and saves the world. And that's what I'm praying and hoping happens tomorrow. Uh, I think you're right. I think there's going to be an announcement that is going to uh, please everyone, hopefully help the economy and the stock market, and alleviate some of the pain. It really is all of these things have been very, very scary to people. Overall, um, I give the president pretty high marks, especially the travel ban. I mean, nobody had ever done that before. The other thing I give him high marks on is drive-up testing. That's transformative. Telemedicine. You get, you know, your kid's sick at 3 in the morning, Bill. In the future, I think it's going to be common for everybody to have 24 access, 24-hour access to a doctor. These are transformative new paradigms created. Look, whether you like Donald Trump or not, he's doing the best he can do. I do believe that. He's trying his hardest, and you can assign motivation. I mean, I don't care about that. But he's trying his hardest to alleviate suffering and threats to the American people and, by extension, to the world. So if that's true, and it is, why are we enduring stupid stuff from the New York Times and CNN? Why? Why? You know, I mean, you don't, you don't Bill, you don't call while. it the Trump virus. You don't say the Trump. That's what the New York Times said. Trump yeah, virus. I, I mean, that was that was Gail Collins of the news. You know, it's the Trump virus. If you don't feel well, you know who to blame. I mean, are you kidding me? If you're an editor of that paper, you go over and you say, Miss Collins, I don't think this is a responsible thing to put in the newspaper. I mean, that's Bill what O'Reilly. You do. BillOReilly.com. Bill's going to stay with us in the next half hour. I didn't mean to cut you short here, Bill, but we're going to we'll have plenty of time on the other side. China's role in this, the media corruption, how to spend the money, science to the rescue. Straight ahead. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Bill O'Reilly is uh, with us. Uh, I do apologize. I had to brush Bill in the last two segments because of the press conference. Uh, the president hinting at some big medical, perhaps, and we're reading about it, we're seeing it, that there are some scientific breakthroughs and studies now that have emerged that show that drugs that we already have and and one of them in particular when you read about it um is there's no risk to anybody if they take it this is the anti-malaria drug that i've been discussing uh that's known as uh uh, uh chloroquine uh chloroquine uh phosphate and studies now showing that it is helping people uh, if they do get corona, to heal much faster, out of hospitals much faster, uh, better CT lung scans much faster, and more importantly, acting as a prophylactic and a preventative against, in in some cases, when they used it against the SARS coronavirus, and now in this particular case, looking at studies that have been going on in China, South Korea, and elsewhere. I don't want to jump the gun on any of this, but I think it's all important uh, Bill, you made a great comment. Oh, wouldn't it be great if America saved the world again? Yeah. I mean, you know, the simple man is here. Oh, geez. Here we go. Dispense. You, you know, yeah, point you were doing here. so good. You were doing so good. And here go I ahead. Am. <laughs> All right. Simple man, simple point of view. Crisis in the world. Nobody's fault. Right? Chinese tried to cover it up. That's on them. The stupid virus emanated from a bat. When I was on in Taiwan, I watched people eat bats and drink snake blood. I watched it. It's disgusting. Eats. That's disgusting. That's where Bill. it started, and then worldwide travel brought it to everywhere. So, what do we do now? We try to mitigate 
the contagion. We don't panic. We don't buy 10 tons of toilet paper. We conduct our lives in a dignified fashion, and we respect our leadership, even if we don't like our leadership. We respect the leadership. Every fair-minded American knows that Washington is trying to defeat the plague. That's what they're trying to do. They're not lying. They're not covering up. They're not deceiving. They're trying. So can we please stop with the nitpicking? Can we stop with Miss Vega from ABC News going, oh, did you have to make the racist comment about the Chinese virus? Can we stop with that, please? The virus came from China. It's not a racist comment. It is just, to me, infuriating to see these morons, and that's what they are, on television, on the radio, on the Internet, and in the newspapers, all right? Losing all perspective, couldn't care less about the average American who may lose his or her job, couldn't care less, trying to use anything to destroy the leadership in Washington, which is trying to help people. All right, that's the simple man analysis. Where am I wrong, Hannity? Where am I going wrong? Ah, you're, you're dead on accurate. There's a new timeline that was put out by Axios that is really important. It was a study published uh, that now shows if Chinese authorities, Bill, if they acted three weeks earlier than they did, the number of these cases could have been reduced by 95%. Now, a 95%, and they go through the entire timeline and, and how they hid this from the world, et cetera, et cetera. That, that, that is infuriating to me. Then, of course, the conspiracy theory that our U.S. Army is responsible for this. That makes me even more angry. Um, and we would, the, we would have sent over our scientists gladly the first day they asked. We, now that we're also discovering, and this is infuriating also, and I don't see anybody covering it, um, and I think this is as important as anything. The WHO, they have a, a piece out on their on their Twitter account that the preliminary investigations conducted by Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human to human transmission. You know when that was, Bill? January 14th. Sure. They lied. They basically of took course. that propaganda. Well, and, and I'm going to make a little linkage here that uh, I hope is relevant, but it may not be. So you've got a Chinese totalitarian communist regime which is never going to tell the truth. There's no free press in the entire country, and they're going to try to cover up anything they believe might be damaging to their economy. And that's why they tried to hide the Wuhan thing. They thought they might have been able to contain it, so why let the world know that it's a danger? That's what they did. So Bernie Sanders, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, said, oh, well, the Chinese communist government alleviated poverty. Do you know what the average salary for a Chinese person is, Hannity? Do you know? Very little. What is it, a couple of bucks Six, a week? $6,000 a year. Are no. you going to sit there and tell me that if China had, not gone, had gone capitalist in 1949, when Chiang Kai-shek was ruling, and was a corrupt capitalist, but he was a capitalist. Are you going to tell me that the Chinese worker would be making $6,000 today under capitalism? Then you're insane. And Bernie Sanders said that. And that's why I believe he is gone forever. Thank God. 
Thank God. I hate to tell you. see it, him again on the national Joe stage. Is not, Joe is not much better. Um, All right, well, we'll get to Joe in a minute. All right, but let me, let me, let me focus just... in on some other issues here, though, because this is important. Um, the China thing, okay, we got that out of the way. The science, hopefully, you know, I, I've been trying to remind people. I do, I'm doing a segment on radio and TV, Facts Without Fear, just trying to give news, just information, right. what's unfolding, what's happening. Then I'm going to give you my strong opinion um, afterwards. But there is a, a people are craving just news and information that they can trust. And we're working hard. And I know you do the same thing. Um, I have a list of the media stuff here, Bill. I mean, it is pretty disgusting. The New York Times edits out this this discussion, this conference call with the president uh, and reduce it to respirators, ventilators, all the equipment. Try getting it yourself. When the president, all he said was, we'll be there for you if you can get it faster. We'll support you. We'll take care of it. We'll pay for it. Sure. Then the focus on the China virus, uh, which is unbelievable. Then we've got people over there at that conspiracy channel, MSDNC, you know, upset that it's called the China virus. And then we have MSNBC analysts, guy on Joy Reid saying Fox has been killing people for years. And another one accusing Trump of committing Corona homicide in this. And and I could keep Joel Lockhart when this is all over. Hope we can have an honest discussion on the toxic effect of Fox News. What did we do, right. Bill? An honest an honest discussion from Joe Lockhart, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, Good point. The one thing that that I hope for, in addition to the, the United States saving the world with our medical technology, and I'm really praying that we can do that, is that the American consumer will finally rise up against these haters and these people who are harming all of us on television and in the newspapers will finally say, we're not going to consume your product anymore. We're not going to do it. And I think we're on the verge of that. I think that might be the tipping point now when you hear uh, someone on, and it's not MSNBC, Hannity. It's NBC News. Of course it is. It's Comcast. They are allowing this, and they are making money off it. And, And I think people have got to understand that the free press in this country has now morphed into an organization, generally speaking, that hurts people. They hurt people. And is this what we want? And I hope that people start to see it. You can disagree, you can agree, you can listen to Annie, you can listen. There is no liberal talk radio because nobody wants to listen to that. And MSNBC and CNN are poorly rated on television, so it's obvious that most Americans don't want this garbage, but it still exists. And it hurts people. So Washington and their wisdom, I, and I support this, every industry, Bill, and I'm a conservative, every industry, we, we bail out all of Europe. We pave the way for Europe for their rebuild after World War II. Um, we saved the world. You're right. We beat back the forces of Nazism and fascism and communism and radical Islamism. And, and we lead the world. We, without the United States, there is no freedom as it exists. And we pay the price every time. Now we're in a situation where American workers, American industry, that these people, through no fault of their own, are hurt. 
and I'm all for whatever it takes. They need, these workers are going to have checks within two weeks. They need it. They need the right amount of money. People that need medical help need it. We ought to give it to them. Businesses, the cruise industry can't go belly up over this, nor can the airline industry. And here's what makes me mad, Bill O'Reilly. What does the House do? They start putting in abortion provisions. Yeah, and they put they in to tack on stuff, right? Yeah, for, well, Bill, listen to this though. First, I hope $435 million some... bill for global health programs. $300 million for You get it. Disaster. It's got to be exposed by the Republican Party in, in a series of advertisements on television. The Republican Party has to get off its collective butt and start to make ads and put them on television that say just what you said. I mean, you and I do it. We do it. But where is the Republican Party trying to save the country? All right? It's your responsibility, Republicans, and I am not a Republican. I said that last night. I'm not either. I'm not a Republican. It's I'm a conservative. It's your responsibility to bring this fact to the American people by spending money on advertisements that tell the truth. All right, before we get to and the I, advertisements, you know, the we're going to have advertisement. plenty of time. Here's what, what? I want to ask you, though. I want, are you kidding me? All these hundreds of millions of dollars for international causes. I'm like, can we please bail out the truckers, the workers in restaurants? Can we please bail out the people that are losing their jobs in the hotel industry? Of course. And, 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 and can you we know, bail you out the pe- Americans that need it. every... Here, every penny needs to go to those impacted by the virus. Don't waste our money. That's my point. Yeah, with, with special causes so you can uh, send abortion money to Planned Parenthood. Um, you're absolutely right. But, see, this can be done in a very disciplined way. You lend the money at no interest to the airline industry the restaurant people, and everybody else is getting hurt by the virus. You give them block grant loans with very generous payback terms because these industries will come back. They're not looking for handouts. You keep them going. And well, one, the one caveat, let me ask you. Go ahead. Because hourly workers, Bill, they don't. If you lose your job now, and you're out of work now, and a lot of Americans live paycheck to pay- paycheck. I've been there in my life. I think you've been there in your life. I've been there. I was there for a long time. And they don't have any ability to pay this back. Those workers, through no fault of their own, should get the paycheck they need until this passes. And this will pass. I, I think it could be done, but you've got to be careful with that. It's Agreed. very, very hard for a bureaucracy to serve the needs of 100 million people. Very hard. Um, I think it has to be done through taxation. And when you file, um, you can get a refund of, of wages you've lost. But it has to be done in a disciplined way. But I agree in the spirit of what you're saying. The federal government is there to help Americans. And that doesn't only mean cure them from an illness. We it just got some breaking news, Bill. From a disaster in the marketplace. New York Stock Exchange is now to close beginning March the 23rd. Probably not a bad idea, right? Yes, I think you got to be careful with the free market. I mean, I think if 
Donald Trump makes the announcement tomorrow that there is hope that we can wipe out this virus medically, the stock market would go up 4,000 points. And the New York so stock market. You want to be more, careful there. They also and, have moved now. Bill, update. Hang on. Uh, they've now moved to temporary, temporarily to fully electronic trading. I'm just. I'm not trying to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't like the closing of the stock market. Um, I think that the markets will respond to positive news, and therefore people who have lost money will get it back partially. So I've got to be careful about shutting stuff down. I am just, uh, if the American people will just follow this plan laid out by the, by the White House for 14, 15 days, now day 13, 13 days left, I think we're going to go a long way to leveling this thing off. That's my hope. Where do you see this going and the impact on 2020? All right, this is what I hope. This is the simple man's wrap-up today. In 1918, the United States defeated the Kaiser. In 1940 to 45, we, de- we defeated Hitler, Tojo, and Joseph Stalin, his expansion of communism. Ten. We defeated al-Qaeda and ISIS and the jihad, and everybody living now knows that. And it is my prayer and hope that we will defeat this virus. The United States will come up with the medical technology to wipe dot it out. Com. All right, final hour, Sean Hannity Show News Roundup Information Overload. Hour 230 days till you are the ultimate jury and you get to decide the future path of this country. Day 13 of the uh, president's coronavirus guidelines for the country to slow the spread of coronavirus. Vice President Mike Pence, who has been leading the president's task force now, I believe, three straight weeks, uh, day in and day out. I've been watching every single day the press conferences they've been having. Uh, Mr. Vice President, as always, thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, Sean. And uh, and let me just begin by saying thank you on the uh, airways of radio all across America and on television. What, what you've been doing to uh, broaden public understanding of the coronavirus, spreading the word, especially uh, on the president's coronavirus guidelines, 15 days to slow the spread. Uh, we're, we're very, very grateful that you're bringing this important, timely information to the American people. Uh, in the last hour, just as I was towards the end of the last hour, I, I, I had a, a screen grab of uh, of one of the lower thirds of one of the networks uh, saying that the New York Stock Exchange was closing. It is not closed. The stock exchange is not closing. I want to be very, very clear here. Electronic trading will continue. Apparently someone on the floor of the exchange had tested positive for Corona. Um, before I get into all the efforts and looking forward and best and worst, worst case scenarios, um, the president was meeting with a group of medical health professionals, and this was later this afternoon. We carried that on this show. And the, he mentioned that there's going to be some announcement with the FDA tomorrow. I have been looking at scientific publications, Nature and other, and they have gone into great examination medical studies about a number of drugs. One of them, for example, that was used commonly available since 1945. It's a prescribed drug to deal with malaria, anti-malaria. It's called chloroquine phosphate and apparently showing strong results against prophylactically preventing infection, number one, and, and helping those with infection heal much faster, get out of hospitals faster. And then there are another uh, a number of other, and by the way, in consultation with Stanford University Medicine and UAB School of Medicine, there's really big hope apparently with 
with drugs already on the market. Can you give us a preview of what we might hear on this? Well, let's be clear. From the beginning, the president said we're going to bring the full resources of the federal government, a full partnership with the states. But we're also going to bring, as this president has done with every great challenge, we're going to bring the the whole of America to this. And it was several weeks ago that he brought in the leaders of all the top pharmaceutical companies in America. Um, They agreed to form a consortium to develop therapeutic drugs, which may be available as early as this May. That will bring relief. It's not a vaccine but it'll bring relief to people that contract the coronavirus. Uh, We just a few days ago announced that in record time, I think the number was a little more than 60 days, uh, we are now officially in clinical trials for a vaccine. Dr. Tony Fauci said, who's been doing this for 40 years, that uh, he was fairly certain that was a record. No one's ever gone uh, into clinical trials that quickly and but it's all a result of the, of the president's absolute determination to bring the very best of American ingenuity and, and American medicine to bear. And tomorrow, uh, with the head of the FDA, the president uh, uh, will, uh, will make an, another announcement about our efforts uh, to, uh, to expand the availability of medications to the American people. I'll let, I'll let the president go through that. We're, we're working through details yet this evening, but... Um, but uh, this, this president uh, really believes uh, that uh, as we go through this, uh, we're, it's not just going to be the federal government and state government, but it's all of our health care workers. We just left a meeting with nurse practitioners. We spoke to the leadership of all the medical associations, the top doctors in the country. Um, it is in every sense, uh, all of us in this together. And uh, tomorrow you'll see one more step where the president is making efforts to make sure that we're bringing every possible option to the American people to confront the coronavirus. I think things will, when we look back on this, and we will get through this, um, that we're going to see new paradigms emerge. One is going to be the drive-up testing, public-private partnerships. Another is going to be maybe we're not going to scream xenophobia and hysteria and fear-mongering when we put travel bans in effect. That was the single best decision I think was made. But the, the drive-through testing, it keeps people out of hospitals. That is a tremendous development. Telemedicine is a tremendous development. Let me ask you on the financial side. I, I get very frustrated. Yeah, and, and, and let's be clear. None of that would have happened with the with what we call the high-throughput test. I just think you call it automated testing. Literally, uh, since the president brought these top commercial labs into the White House two weeks ago and said, I need you to work together. I need you to come up with a new model for testing. Because, you know, traditionally when people want a test done, you get a swab, you either send it to your state hospital or you send it to the CDC and and people identify it. Uh, local hospitals, if it's an existing disease, can do that. But on something like this, that the president saw early on, that old system was never designed uh, for massive testing. And so now we have the commercial labs uh, that have all come online that are literally increasing the number of tests performed every day by the thousands. And later this week, we're going to continue to partner with states uh, to do to do the drive-through, drive-up testing sites around the country. But, uh, but the American people will see the results in the days ahead that because the president marshaled the resources 
of our commercial labs in this country. We're going to be able to expand testing, meet that need. And it's just like the pharmaceutical companies, just like the way we're working with physicians today, uh, just like uh, tomorrow's announcement. People are going to see that this is a president that is bringing together all of the best of America uh, to confront the coronavirus. Mr. Vice President, um, one of the things I love about this country, after World War II, we rebuilt Europe. We did that. We beat back the forces of fascism, Nazism, communism, uh, imperial Japan, Tojo's Japan, uh, radical Islamism, if you will. We, we protect freedom all around the world. There's been no country in the history of man that's accumulated more power and advanced the human condition more than this one. I look at Washington, and, and up comes the... You know, I want every American impacted to get every assistance and help, every worker, every restaurant worker, every truck driver, uh, everybody that works in the cruise industry, the hotel industry, uh, hospitality industry, everybody to get what they have coming to them and and the help they deserve. There are fellow Americans. This is no through no fault of their own. The airlines, cruise lines. I look at this bill all of a sudden. Why are we debating abortion and four hundred and thirty five million uh, for international disaster assistance, global health programs, diplomatic programs. Why aren't we just focused on helping Americans right now in these bills? Why can't we get a clean bill out of Congress? Well, first, let me say, uh, just as you said so well a moment ago, um, and the president has said many times, we're all in this together. The American people know it. And I have to tell you, the first bill that, that the Congress passed, the supplemental funding bill, $8 billion, was was a great exercise uh, in bipartisanship. Some of those issues you mentioned came up, but they were quickly dismissed. Uh, and the legislation that was passed focused the resources and energies on the things that we know we need at every level, not just federal level, but state and local level, to deal with the coronavirus uh, outbreak. And now as the legislation is moving through the United States Senate, our priority is to make sure that no American who works, you know, is an hourly wage earner would be worried about staying home about missing a paycheck. I mean, anyone in the sound of my voice who feels sick should stay home. Uh, and they should contact their doctor, and they should be confident that the paid leave that we're going to secure for every American, including hardworking blue-collar Americans who work for small businesses that don't offer that benefit now, it's going to be covered. And then we, all the cost of a coronavirus test is going to be covered, whether you have insurance or not. And then the next, the next legislation we're working on, and you and I talked a little bit about this yesterday, is legislation that is going to, to meet the needs of this economy. We're going we're gonna to be there for industries that are particularly impacted, uh, our, our valuable airline industry, our hotel industry, even the cruise line industry that's so important to so many Americans and so cherished by so many. We're going to make sure those are there, but we're also, you're going to see uh, this administration work with leaders in Congress in both parties to fashion relief for working families. We we want the American people to know that we're going to be there with them every step of the way. And over the course of of the weeks uh, and, and months that lie ahead, uh, and, and whether this goes goes into midsummer or somewhere in between now and then, we're going to be there for families. We're going to make sure they have the resources to meet this moment, 
that our businesses have the ability to stay afloat, to see their way through, and we'll get through this and America will come roaring back. Agree 100% on that. Let's look at maybe the the down the line. I, I know people every day we're going to now see it a, a, a probably a rapid growth of incidences, people reporting more testing, et cetera, will result in that. And what we've seen in other countries, usually after a period of time, four weeks or so, five weeks, a leveling off and then hopefully a dramatic decline. Um, but we always have to prepare for the worst case scenario beyond the testing yeah. sites up and running nationwide. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of Sean, talk about ink, ink. Yeah, go ahead, sir. No, no, Sean, your point's well taken. In fact, it's something that uh, Dr. Deborah Burke spoke about at the press conference today. Now that uh, we have managed to bring online these massive commercial laboratories, you are going to see uh, the reports of the results of tests, including positive tests, increase over the next week. And uh, as as Dr. Burke said, we need to remember to keep that in perspective because we're we're essentially now using the new system to catch up on tests that were actually taken a number of days ago. We'll have a better view of uh, the trajectory uh, of the coronavirus in about a week. But people should expect what now that we have literally increased the number of tests by thousands every day that they'll They'll see more positive cases reported. But maybe this is a moment to remind people um, that this is a time to be vigilant, not to be afraid. The the 15 days to slow the spread guidelines that the president unveiled on Monday is something we're asking every American to do over the next two weeks. Uh, Because even though most healthy Americans... Uh, are at, at low risk of, of serious illness for the coronavirus. There is a small percentage of our population, seniors with chronic underlying health conditions and other Americans with immunodeficiencies of any age for whom there are potentially serious consequences uh, or even the worst. And, and it's for those people that we have to practice the hygiene of washing our hands on a regular basis. It's for those people that we we want to we want to avoid uh, going and eating in restaurants and food courts. Use drive-through and pick up for the next few weeks. The I got to say is, this: those people, you, if you're sick, stay home. Uh, it, it, don't you know? Stay away from groups of more than ten because what you don't want is if you're a person who inadvertently contracts the coronavirus, you may have very little symptoms, you may have flu-like symptoms, but what we don't want is for people to then expose vulnerable Americans, those Mr. Vice President, if I may, conditions, uh, at, at protecting grandmas and grandpas, moms and dads that are older. I just want to, uh, the Vice President, uh, Mike Pence is with us. He's the head of the uh, President's Task Force on Corona, discussing the guidelines for 15 days to slow the spread. I want to give an announcement along the Sean Hannity Show Network, all of our great affiliates. We are continuing our coverage with the vice president, where we would normally be taking a break here, uh, which is why I, the only reason I'd ever interrupt the vice president. I do apologize for that. Um, yeah, it's about protecting our grandparents and, and our moms and dads and those that are vulnerable. That's why this 15-day period is so important. Sean, it's such an important point, but it's the reason why we say do not be afraid, be vigilant. 
and especially be attentive to those among us who would be vulnerable to serious consequences from the coronavirus. Those are seniors with chronic underlying health conditions and anyone that has an immunodeficiency. I mean, those are the people that we've got to make sure that we're protecting. And when the president published the 15 days to slow the spread, we asked every American in all 50 states and our territories to practice these uh, principles over the next two weeks because we really believe we're at a place where not only will these steps protect the most vulnerable among us, but we also think we are we are on the beginning of the upslope of the coronavirus in America. And all of our top medical experts say that if every American will do their part right now, that we can significantly reduce the reach of the coronavirus over the coming weeks and months. People can go to coronavirus.gov. You've talked about it on the airwaves. You've displayed it on television. But people can see this two-page set of recommendations. And if they do that, they can know they are doing their part um, to help us ensure that uh, our nation makes it through the coronavirus with as little hardship and loss as possible. Uh, Earlier today, Mr. Vice President, uh, the president enacted uh, the what is known as the Defense Production Act for the purpose of allowing the private sector Mm -hmm. to ramp up production of emergency medical supplies. uh, And and that would be a what if scenario if medical providers were overwhelmed to ensure that we have enough hospital beds and respirators and ventilators. And and similarly, I know you've been asked a lot about this at the daily press conference uh, Mm -hmm. in a what if scenario. Do we have enough uh, in terms of respirators, ventilators, IVs, medicines, medical tents, medical supplies, gowns, gloves, uh, generators, heaters, fuel, blankets, cots, food. If, in fact, there's a, a particular area where we need to descend, triage, if you will, a uh, cluster emerges, uh, that we would have medical teams and support staff and equipment ready to go. How do you feel about uh, our preparedness on if that case were to unfold? Well, America's been broadly recognized by outside experts as being the most prepared nation in the world in every respect. And and that's absolutely true, Sean. People can be encouraged by that. But as the president and I just told leading physicians from around America, we told leading nurses and nurse practitioners here at the White House today, the president's given us two priorities. Number one, protect Americans from the coronavirus and take care of those that have contracted it. On an equal level, we are going to be there for the dedicated health care workers to make sure that they have what's called the personal protective equipment, gloves, masks, gowns, uh, protective eye gear that will protect them from from a respiratory uh, illness. And, and people can be encouraged. The president spoke yesterday to some of the top Uh, industrial suppliers in the country. Uh, I I would tell you, as the president says, the spirit among business America to meet the need of our health care workers is truly inspiring. And the president talked to business leaders once again today. I I would tell you that our team is working 24-7 on making sure that our health care workers have the resources to protect themselves as they minister to those that are dealing with the coronavirus, uh, and we're going to continue to work with industry here in the most powerful economy of the world to meet that need. 
And if it, do you see any scenario? I mean, certainly drive up testing is going to take a lot of pressure off the hospital system. Do you do you feel like all of those med- the medical equipment that I mentioned now will be ready and available as these instances of, of positive tests uh, predictably will will see a rapid rise in the short term, hopefully a leveling off and then a decline. Um, do you feel like all of that is on order? You mentioned a lot in this late afternoon press conference that we did cover on this show, what, 500 million masks, I believe, and, and other equipments. Um, what about triage capability? Well, what I can tell you is that we are, we and, and of course all of our healthcare providers around the country are, are busy ordering up, stocking up. But let me tell you something the president did. I went to to Minnesota and visited a great company, 3M. It's a great American company. They're great, yeah. They they manufacture these masks. Now, um, they make about $35 million a month. But uh, about $5 million of those are surgical masks that are sold to hospitals. The rest of them are sold to construction companies for use uh, on an, in industrial environments, but but they're perfectly acceptable for preventing a, a healthcare worker from getting a respiratory disease. But when we sat down with the company, they said, "Well, we we, we don't have a certain amount of legal protection to be able to sell these industrial masks to hospitals," and they needed Congress to act. And so I brought that to the president. The president got on the phone. The bill that's moving through the Senate right now will extend that liability protection to um, to 3M's industrial masks, adding 30 million more masks a month to the marketplace. And that's just that one company. And yesterday we called on construction companies around the country that have these masks to donate them to their local hospital. And we know that many are all around America, and maybe some that are listening right now will will take an effort to go into their warehouse, deliver those N95 masks as we speak to help us meet this need. The American people are stepping up. American business is stepping up. And because of the reforms that President Trump is advancing in Congress, we, we literally have will have tens of millions of more resources in masks alone to meet this need. It's extremely heartwarming when you had all of these leaders in industry going in and out of the White House. And I remember when you announced last Friday this public-private partnership. I mean, CVS, and I'm not going to remember every day, Walmart, Walgreens, uh, 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 what, all the test LabCorp and Google, of all places, and right. all these other places. Um, pretty amazing that this is happening. Uh, we wish you success. We we need success in this country. Mr. Vice President, thanks for all you're doing every day. We appreciate it. Sean, thank you, and, and uh, thanks for all you're doing uh, to tell the story of what Americans can do. I just send everybody to coronavirus.gov for the latest information, the latest recommendations. And, and I know, uh, seeing the team at the federal level, seeing the extraordinary partnership the president has forged with governors and state leaders all across this nation, seeing our devoted health care workers and the spirit of the American people to respond to this with compassion and generosity. I know we'll get through this together. Mr. Vice President, Vice President Mike Pence, he's leading up the president's task force on coronavirus, day 13 of their guidelines. We'll put it up on Hannity.com, CDC.gov, as the president, uh, dot com, as the president said. 
Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll update you with more. The very latest Hannity, 9 Eastern tonight. Facts without fear. Truth you won't get anywhere else. Oh, and we'll take on the mob and the media as well. We'll continue. This is important to protect workers across America and yep. in Arizona and small businesses. I like the words you used. I think you called it, what, rescue and support. It's yeah. not yeah. bailout. It's not stimulus. This is unprecedented. And people who live paycheck to paycheck, like many I've talked to this week, they need to be able to pay their bills. And we're going to get them cash as fast as we can. And it's going to be done, right? We have to do it. And we have to do it in the swiftest way so that the bureaucracy doesn't get in the way, so it's easily implementable. Uh, so those who are being impacted, those hourly workers, the waitresses, uh, the small business owners. We, I've talked to the Flagstaff mayor. They've got companies who are doing rafting trips in the Grand Canyon. Uh, they are zero customers right now. Yeah. So we need to help them keep the lights on so that when this, we get past this, they can open up business again. They don't go bankrupt. In moments like this, this is where the credibility of a president is most needed as he explains what we should and should not do. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia to, uh, and fear-mongering to lead the way instead of science. As that was the same day that Donald Trump uh, signed the bill to put the travel ban in effect. The single greatest decision that has been made as this has all been unfolding. Countless thousands. It, you, it, I mean, incalculable. The spread of this disease would have been so much greater had the president not had the courage. And what was uh, Dr. Quid Pro Quo doing? It's xenophobia. It's it's fear mongering. It's hysteria. Typical expected. Uh, but the issue of money is very important. Now, the White House uh, has pledged that they're going to get checks to Americans in the next two weeks. By the way, this is what I've been saying. This is the right thing to do. This is who we are. I mean, for crying out loud, we rebuilt Europe. America saves the world from fascism, communism, Nazism, Imperial Japan radical islamism and everything else we pay the price every time but now that it's americans and america we've got to do what is in our country's best interest that means industries that are going to be greatly impacted are being greatly impacted by this uh small business also the fact that they wanted to keep them out of this drives me nuts it absolutely makes me insane and then adding in pork barrel projects that have nothing to do with this individual workers that are now displaced out of work they've got to get their paycheck they've got to pay their mortgage their rent they've they've got to pay for their car they can't pull their kids out of school because the money they usually make would pay for it so all of this has to happen and in record time without the usual wasting of our money i mean it is it's it's so sad and predictable because you know, look at this. The Senate Democrats Corona relief bill would send four thousand five hundred dollars to every American. Well, I'll be the first to say I don't need your four thousand five hundred dollars. Most people don't need that. Most people want a paycheck and we want to get them. We just give them enough to get by to take care of their bills so they don't go under and stop filling up these bills, you know, full of lard and fraud and, and waste and, uh, and abuse. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable that this is what we get every single time, even in the middle of a, a crisis. They they want to waste money and they have no problem wasting money. 
mean, in the House bill, you have 40 Republicans said they couldn't vote on the bill without being given any time to read it. You know, like, uh, let's see, Ocasio-Cortez. Okay, they all read the 110 pages in an hour? I don't think so. Uh, because she wanted lard in the bill. Others wanted lard. Everyone has the little pork barrel project. And it, for, it will forever change entitlement programs. Now, if it's for, if any of this is related to help the people we need to help, every American's on board. But it's also got to position us to get into the quickest recovery mode when this passes, and this will pass. Uh, Martha McSally is with us, Senator from the great state of Arizona. Um, well, welcome back, uh, Senator. Good to have you. I know Thanks, you're staying Sean. in Good contact with your constituents. How are things out in Arizona? I am. Well, I'm sure any of your listeners, there's a lot of anxiety, uh, not just about the virus, um, for the vulnerable, the greatest generation, the elderly, the sick, uh, but also the uncertainty for hardworking families, uh, for small businesses. We have been engaged uh, in nonstop uh, conference calls and other things just earlier today with uh, small businesses. Uh, this is an unprecedented crisis. Uh, but we will get through it. And so what we do here in Congress and with the administration on the economic side, it's so important that we do it swiftly and that it's targeted and that it's temporary for us to know that when we get out the other side, we want to keep workers attached to their employer if they can, because there's this other element of uh, falling away from that attachment and the barriers that is and all just the social elements of that. Uh, we've got to support those small businesses so that they don't go bankrupt when we get out. Well, the this other is side what drove me nuts in the, in the House. Uh, 435 million global health programs, 300 million international mm -hmm. disaster assistance, mm -hmm. 264 million diplomatic programs, 100 yeah. million worldwide security protection, 250 million uh, foreign economic support fund. OK, uh, maybe we have to help other countries right now. Help America. Yeah. Let's help Americans yep. get to work. And take this exactly. crap and get it out of the bill. Are your is the Senate dedicated to doing that? So uh, we are moving forward on the bill. It is not a perfect bill, Sean. Uh, we've got some real, you know, challenges uh, in there, as you listed. You know, some of them and things that people don't like. But I think what's important right now is we move on to the third package, which is really what's going to provide those checks immediately uh, to American workers and support to those small businesses. Uh, there's some, you know, amendments to this bill that were the second bill, the second package we're working on right now. But we're past, we're past the point of support an employee if they're at home because they have symptoms. We're now at the point with social distancing and restaurants and bars closing uh, that we are on the, you know, the cusp of uh, some real economic uh, uh, calamity here. And we've got to do our part to swiftly get resources. This is not a bailout to people. It's not a stimulus. It's, it's I think Stuart called it, uh, what do you call it, rescue and support uh, to American families and workers. And I think that's going to be the most important thing here in the days ahead uh, that we're able to get that out there quickly. All right. Thanks for all you're doing, uh, Senator. We appreciate it. Senator Martha McSally in the great state of Arizona, Thanks. all hands on deck. A lot of stuff uh, going on here. I will tell you, one of the saddest things that you get in the middle of, of any of these crises is what do you have? You have people, uh, they will use anything to bludgeon Donald Trump or conservatives. And I've been watching all this, this coverage, and, you know, remember, all these people that lied to us for three years, we were right it, on everything we reported. 
from Hillary's, oh, that's right, secret server with top secret and classified information on it and then subpoenaed emails destroyed and her paying for a dirty Russian dossier uh, that was then used to take away Carter Page's civil liberties rights and then spy on a president transition team presidency. They got it all wrong. They ignored all of that. They were pushing Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. We've gone through the timeline with Corona. The president, we have the first case, January 21st in the United States, January 31st. There's Donald Trump. What did he do? He acted. Donald Trump acts. And he gets this this whole thing done. And then now the latest thing is, oh, these these conservatives, they now, now they're getting serious, but they weren't before. They've changed their tone. No, we haven't. We posted a whole article on Hannity.com going back to January 28th, where I was discussing the unprecedented nature of COVID-19 with three different physicians on this program. We've been talking about it from a serious standpoint. We had on February 10th, Dr. Anthony Fauci talking about, hey, people that are asymptomatic are spreading this disease. Spent a lot of time talking about how this disease was a much bigger threat. We talked, uh, you know, all throughout February about scientists already working on a vaccine. And how many times have I been saying we've got the best people working on Corona? We now see potential breakthroughs uh, that are in the works in record time. They're able to break down the, the structure of Corona, which can lead to not only a vaccine down the road, but prior to that, hopefully treatment. So fewer people will die and fewer people will contract the disease. We talk about the smart, the travel ban of the president and how we have the smartest people working on the vaccine. We did this all through February and now all through March, you know, talking up our great doctors and how I want. How many times have I mentioned I want a vaccine for all diseases? U.S. has the best doctors, medical researchers, scientists, how the president's response literally now in retrospect, we could say, wow, that travel ban was massive. I've talked at length and repeatedly how we must take this whole thing seriously, how I want a cure for sicknesses, how it needs to be an all-hands-on-deck moment, that um, you'd think we'd agree on one thing, fighting a virus, in this case, corona, and um, we don't want any Americans to get sick. Said that repeatedly, and uh, day after day. We want to prolong human life. We have, you know, all of these things. And like this, now it's like bludgeon Hannity. And it's, by the way, it's not just one media outlet. I mean, you got the New York Times. You've got, and they're all attacking Fox News. I mean, the stuff I'm hearing is so sick and so twisted and so ugly in all of this. You know, yes, now their biggest concern again today. Oh, you're using the phrase, uh, it's a Chinese virus. Okay. Yeah, sure. Then you got like Joel Lockhart, the dumbest human being on earth. That um, when this is all over, we we probably should examine what was done right and what was done wrong. And I hope we can have an honest national conversation on the toxic effect of Fox News. Wow. Critical instrument of Trump and his approach on the crisis. Well, I was saying it's important to get to from the very get-go. Unbelievable. Other MSDNC, the liars of the last three years, the ones that raced to politicize the virus. And we never called it a hoax. We said for them, this is, quote, their next political hoax. Let's play. Let's blame Trump for the virus. Let's politicize it. Let's bludgeon it. I didn't from day one, even before the travel ban, I was saying, take this seriously, you know, and um, you know, people over at CNN. When 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 you know things are serious, Trump is feeding you a lot of BS. You go buy toilet paper that we're shortage of toilet paper is Trump's fault. 
Trump is only concerned, this was in Newsbusters, uh, about ABC and their coverage, only concern is about stock market numbers. That's never been the case. Why did you put the travel ban in effect? For the stock market? No. Or Krugman, that idiot, Nobel Prize-winning economist. You know, 25,000, he tweets that. You know, economists like myself often make a point saying the stock market is not the economy, which it isn't. It is, however, pretty much the Trump presidency. What is he saying? Oh, this is great. We can get rid of Trump? Remember, New York Times, Trump virus. If you're feeling awful, you know who to blame. And you have Reuters editing a debunked story claiming Trump sought a monopoly on COVID-19 vaccine. That was another lie. You know, then we have this call with um, the president speaking to governors and you have people from the New York Times on the line. This is how they this is how they report it. Respirators, ventilators, all the equipment. Try getting it yourself. Okay. Well, that's not what Trump said. President recommended that states procure respirators and ventilators if it would be faster, but added the federal government would be backing you. They kind of forgot that part. And they omitted the bulk of the president's statement to make him look as bad as possible. You know, they're spending time on DMSDNC, state-run TV, conspiracy TV. Oh, the president, he's on shaking somebody's hand. He touched the microphone. This is how sick these people have gotten. But they've always been this sick. It's just worse than ever. You know, he's emulating the propaganda of North Korea on the virus over fake news CNN. It's so corrupt. It is is despicable, even in the middle of a crisis. Anyway, we pin this on our tweet at Sean Hannity and Hannity.com with the accompanying audio video, you know, because they just lie. Hannity's changed his tone. No, I haven't. We've taken it seriously from the beginning. We the ones, I think we're probably one of the first shows to ever have Dr. Anthony Fauci on. Just liars. They just lie. Why? Because everything for them is seen through the prism. They wake up with this rage every day. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, we have uh, full coverage tonight. We're going to go after every angle involving this virus. Facts without fear. Uh, we've got our reporters out there on the ground available. Larry Logan, Bill Hammer, Trace Gallagher. Uh, and much, much more. Also, uh, uh, China, they don't quite get away here with this. Oh, let's accuse uh, America of a conspiracy theory. Uh, We'll check in with Mike uh, Pompeo, Secretary of State, on that fact. All coming up 9 Eastern on Hannity. Thank you for being with us. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.